When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back, Bears fans, to this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast, also known as CHGO Audible Day. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here with you to give you our weekly in-depth game preview episode, all aimed to make you the most informed Bears fan on game day. Nick, what's going on, man? Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Will. It's um, another week, obviously, previewing this primetime matchup between uh, these two teams and looking forward to seeing how we both have this one going. Cause I feel like some bears fans are optimistic based off of what happened last week. Some are about to come back to reality. We're going to have a good balance in between. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I uh, put it in my weekly game prediction, uh, the article that we all kind of collab on. Uh, I'm not going to guzzle the Kool-Aid, but maybe I'm sipping on it a little bit after last week's win watching that game a couple times throughout this week. I- I'm sipping on it, but cautiously, uh, you know, I'll stay optimistic, I think, throughout this episode. Can't wait to get into it, of course. For this in-depth game preview episode, we're going to give you our keys to success on both sides of the ball, determine who has the edge, share our weekly X Factor, some bold predictions, and a whole lot more. Love seeing everyone here in the chat already. How's it going, Brandon? What's up, Ray, Mubs, Phil, Chris? Staley soldiers in here. It is already kind of bumping, uh, which I really appreciate uh, and love Nick uh, real quick. I know you said it's a night game under the lights. What is, what are your tips? Uh, I know you'd be working the game to like stay up a little bit later and stay focused. Uh, are you going to do a C4? Are you going ZOA you using your mm. mushroom, like focus pills? <laughs> what are you going to do tonight or that night? That's a good question. Um, I'll probably have some type of energy drink stashed away in my backpack for after the game is over. But I've actually been pretty good as of late, not not having too much of that stuff throughout the day, which has been I'm proud of you. But I think yeah, yeah, I'm adjusting to it. Um, so I'm just going off of like natural energy, so to speak, and kind of going with that. But I definitely will have something in the backpack right after the game's over. Go to do the press conferences, things like that, writing so that. I don't know which one, but there will definitely be some type of caffeine in the backpack. There you go. I, I was just curious because uh, I know I would probably need some myself because uh, I've been working on my caffeine intake. But those kind of nights, they're an entirely different beast, especially like the level of focus we watch games with. Mm-hmm. It, it just takes an entirely different. I don't know, like 10 o'clock is more like 3, 4 p.m. on a normal day, at least for like how I feel and operate those nights. But all right, let's get into it. And I want to begin with your, Nick. What's your Bears, Chargers, one-liner, one-worder? How are you going to summarize this preview show? Uh, you know, this one was interesting for me because, like I said, I think people are seeing this game in two different perspectives. But I, I put reality check question mark is how I'm kind of viewing this game because you see a two and four Chargers team. And you're like, okay, are they are they really that bad? And then you obviously see two and five bears, but 
that's how I'm going to preview it without giving too much information, but reality check question mark is how I'm viewing this one. Okay. I'm just going to go with back-to-back question mark then, because it's been a long time since the Bears have actually won back-to-back games. It was towards the end of the 2021 NFL season. It's been a long time coming. I had, you know, friends and people around the neighborhood, they know how big of a Bears fan I am. And they're like, Will, did I hear that correctly? That was the Bears' first home win in like a year? I'm like, yes. They're like, wow, like that's awful. I'm like, I know, but now we have a chance to go back to back for the first time in two years, uh, which is another, it's not even like a winning streak yet, but the fact that the Bears haven't been able to do that in the season plus, uh, I think shows you where this franchise has been, but hopefully uh, we can maybe nip that in the bud and get past that one for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you see the how long it's been, but also just everything that happened in between that time since the Bears have won a home game or back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Like, those those type of streaks, they really need to start ending for this, this Bears team and, you know, whatever happens moving forward because you don't want to be a part of that. Ryan Poles doesn't want to be a part of that. But so far, that's kind of what the, you know, Eberflus, this whole new regime, that's, that's on their name right now. So they got to do things to change that. They do, and they can do that by following some keys that we're going to lay down here uh, for success on both sides of the ball. And we're going to begin today with the Chicago Bears offense. And I'm going to go first. I I feel like that's not usually how we do this when it comes to keys on offense. So my very first key this week, Nick, protect the edges, uh, because we just know how dominant uh, the Chargers can be off of the edge. And hey, you know what? We kind of allowed them to be this way. Khalil Mack, after we traded him uh, over to the Chargers, he's been, of course, Khalil Mack. He's a game-changing type of talent. Of course, he's a little bit later on in his career, but it doesn't mean he can't still be uh, equally as impactful. He has eight sacks this season. That's the second most among edge players. 17 total hurries to uh, Joey Bosa, he has battled some injuries this season. I believe it was a toe and a hamstring, uh, but he still has a few sacks. He has 12 pressures this season, and of course, when healthy, he is an elite talent in this league. They also have uh, the rookie Thule uh, out of USC. Mm-hmm. Five sacks this season in four games with multiple pressures. And you know what? That's not bad for a second-round pick. We looked into him. Uh, the Bears needed edge rushers. We did some homework yep. on this guy. And the Bears, of course, last week, they did a pretty good job of limiting Crosby, uh, by and large, for the most part. They have their hands full again this week with multiple pass rushers. Darnell Wright, he played very well last week despite that shoulder injury. And honestly, uh, I just want to say I'm proud of that effort. I I thought that was Mm -hmm. a tremendous outing by the Bears' rookie right tackle. And when you look at the Chargers' just defense as a whole, yes, they are the NFL's worst passing defense in yards, allowed through the year per game, 310. They are the only team above 274 yards allowed, by the way. So it's a huge gap between them and the team that's second to last, almost 40 yards. But they are third in the NFL with nearly four sacks per game. So they're going to get into the backfield. They're going to cause some chaos. And if the Bears can just weather the storm, I think there will be some chances, some opportunities for Bajan through the air. So it all is going to start uh, with the Bears' tackles maybe some tight end, some chipping, running back helping as well. Uh, But they have to protect the edges if they want any chance to succeed on offense. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think I'm going to bring that up and actually, you know, my first key of the game, which is avoid third and longs. And Mm. a good way to do that is if you protect the edge, because you mentioned, you know, how bad statistically this Chargers defense has been, but they still have so many quality playmakers 
And if mm-hmm. you're in these situations where you're behind the chains, you're not executing right on first and second down, and you're putting yourself in a scenario where Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, you know, Morgan Fox, who's second on the team in sacks with, with five, like you put those guys in a situation with the, the rookie, uh, you're just not, that's not going to be the situation that one Tyson Beja wants to be in. Luke Getze wants the offense to be in. So you need to do whatever it takes on first and second down to make sure that it's not third and seven, third and eight, God forbid anything longer than that third and 10 and longer, because they have the personnel, the chargers to make you pay for that. And that's why mm-hmm. they've been so successful with all the, the pressure numbers and the sacks and things like that. And for still a young rookie quarterback, you, that's just the worst situation to be in because you're showing your hand, you know, you're going to pass the ball. So again, avoid third and long, however possible. And the bears did a really good job last week against the Raiders of not being in that situation all too often. So it's, it's extremely important for this week with the caliber of playmakers that are on the opposite side. For sure. I, I think that's such a good key that I think my second key is basically your first key just using some different verbiage around it, which is stay on schedule, Nick. Mm. Uh, You talked about, uh, you know, the fact that with Beijing at quarterback, you want to stay ahead of the sticks here. No reason to go in third and long situations. Uh, You mentioned Morgan Fox. What about Sebastian Joseph Day, too? Those two defensive tackles combined for eight sacks and 30 pressures this season. And the Chargers make so many plays behind the line of scrimmage. They are the second most tackle for loss team in the NFL. They average 6.17 tackles for loss per game. They have 37 on the year. And again, that's the second best mark in the NFL. And for the Bears, again, if you're behind the sticks with the quarterback in a second career start, that's just not an advantageous situation for your offense to be in because it's going to allow that defense to pin their ears back and go right after the passer. So getting the running game going will help here because if obviously you, you move that ball down the ground, you wear them out, things would be good. And on top of that, staying ahead of the sticks, it's just going to really allow your playmakers to cook, get the ball out fast, negate that pass rush, stay on schedule, avoid negative plays, whether it's penalties, whether it's tackles for a loss in a run game or taking sacks. And Nick, you talked about it last week. The bears by and large did a very good job of staying on schedule of not having those negative plays and being in those and long situations. And that's probably a big reason why the bears had, and I don't get to say this often, the best, third down offense in the league last week with a conversion rate of 61.5%. That is uh, something that I would not have expected you to say, well, about bears offense. Like if they had given up the most third down conversion defensively in the beginning of the year, no doubt, but Hey, that's a credit to what Luke Getze, Tyson Bajan, everybody involved on offense, the offensive line, the receivers getting open, the timing being right. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously the Bears want to replicate all that if they can against this Chargers defense in prime time. And I just think it's going to be a lot tougher. One way they can actually do that, Will, or be closer to doing that again, going to my second key, is for the tight ends to chip away. You mentioned it. Uh, nice. you, you said the phrase there, Will, uh, chip away with the tight ends. And I think that's going to be a part of this game plan too because unlike the the Raiders who do have, I would say, one true game wrecker, with with Max Crosby and definitely he is like the Chargers just present more problems because of their caliber guys that you can have across that whole defensive front 
So I think when you see guys like Cole Komet, Robert, Tanya, Mercedes, Lewis, when they're in the game, if they're throwing a chip in to start before they go for the route, I'm perfectly fine with that. Look, Cole didn't have a catch last game, but he said on our podcast, on the CHO Bears podcast, that he felt like it was his, one of his better games blocking. I think we're going to need more of that from Cole Komet. So if you see a stat line where he's not being as productive in the receiving end, you don't. there's still probably an impact being felt by the way he's blocking, helping chip some of these edge rushers because – uh, you know, when Khalil Mack is opposite of potentially Larry Borum slash Braxton Jones or Darnell Wright, who's still obviously dealing with whatever's going on with that right shoulder arm injury that you I would want to have some extra help on those types of guys. So if the tight ends are more involved in chipping at some of these premier edge rushers, these guys that know how to get pressure, that's that's fine with me. As long as, um you know, they're obviously putting the offense on schedule, giving Bajan more time. We know he likes to get the ball out quick, but tight ends chipping. I think you're going to see it throughout the entirety of that game. And when we had Cole on our show earlier this week, one of the things that he mentioned that really just kind of like I don't know, caught my attention, uh, perked my ears a bit, was just how proud and excited he was uh, that the team was able to play complimentary football. And I know that's a phrase mm-hmm. used for all three phases are kind of playing as one, but you can break that down. And I think tight ends chipping – helping offensive linemen to make sure those elite edges don't destroy your game plan in a way is, you know, like selfless football. And, and I can just tell with Cole, like that's something that he would take Eagles pride in. Like he would of course like catches and first downs and yards, but if he can help the bears win and, and so can the other tight ends by trip, chipping and doing some of those little things, those things that don't go on the stat sheet, but still make a huge impact. Like, I, I know they can take pride in that, and, and that's something that uh, I can, I don't know, look at and kind of hang my hat on uh, for sure. But I'll get into my final key uh, for the Bears offense, which goes to Forrest Gump. You know, just keep running. Deontay Foreman, he had himself a hell of a game last week. Another player uh, that I can just say I'm proud of. Had a rough start to the season, right? Didn't play so well early on, became a healthy scratch. But bam, he gets another chance. Goes off 120 scrimmage yards. Three total touchdowns. Of course, Rojo's coming back. So they're going to have a little bit more gas in the tank if they want to keep pounding the rock here. The Chargers, you look at like the general stats, sure. Top 10 run defense. They allowed 96.8 yards per game. Pretty solid number. But on a per-rush basis, it's actually like four yards per carry. The teams just don't run the ball on them all too much because, hey, they can pass the ball a lot as we talked about the the most passing yards given up uh, by a defense so the bears what do they do best well that is running the football so they're going to run it they need to run it effectively that's also going to help negate that pass rush wear down that defensive front put the bears in those favorable positions that we talked about on third down and should allow them to sustain drives and ultimately put up points the bears over the last three weeks have averaged 171 rushing yards per game. That is 30 more than any other team in the NFL over that time span. So the Bears are running better than everyone, even though this is a defense on paper. Looks like it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, The Bears should not shy away from running the football. In fact, they should embrace it because that's still going to help Bajent be the best version of himself because right now, second career start, there's no reason the Bears should try to put this game on his shoulders. No, no, that should definitely not be the the game plan. And, and you know what? I think 
there's only so few quarterbacks in the league, right? Where you can say, we're putting it all on your shoulders and that's why they get paid the way they get paid. And for Bajan, that should definitely not be um, what, what is asked of him in his second career start. But um, to go into my final key here, it, it does involve Bajan and it's going to be open things up. And I don't mean go through every single page of the playbook and make that an option on Sunday night. But we saw a very specific game plan and Bajan executed to the best of his ability on time. It was very efficient with what he did against the Raiders. But I think in this one, especially with what just happened last week to that Chargers defense, again, it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. They do so many great things. Mm-hmm. But man, I kept watching in the middle of that field was so damn open every single for a majority of that game. Mahomes could find Kelsey, could find Rice over the middle of the field, could find a bunch of different players in the middle of the field. And it's not like the the Chargers were doing anything to really game plan again against it until later in the game where they finally brought their safeties up like, no, you're not going to keep throwing it to Kelsey in the middle of the field. We're going to do something. Man, I, I think that for Bajan, he didn't have many opportunities to throw in the middle of the field. The one play where Tyler Scott's coming open on the third down you know, that's where you kind of see that. But mo- majority of his passes were to the boundaries. And that was fine for that game plan. But I think in this one, you need to at least have that be an option in Bajan's progressions. If the, that flat's not open, well, if is that second read somewhere in the middle of the field? And can Bajan throw an accurate pass over there and, you know, convert the chains? I think that's going to be, be a, a really a good opportunity. And if they um, target the the right cornerback, who that would be not Asante Samuel, but Michael Davis. He's been really spotty in coverage all season long. I think he's given up five touchdowns already. That'd be a guy that maybe you look at when you're starting to game plan things. Can we target a guy like that to give you know himself a one-on-one matchup with DJ Moore? So mm-hmm. open things up. I don't think the exact same – if you do the exact same game plan, don't you think the Chargers, Brandon Staley, are going to want to adjust? You would hope they adjust. Mm-hmm. But, again, you got to see it on Sunday night. But I think you need to see – a little bit more to just the overall the route concepts, the scheme in this Sunday night matchup. So open things up and see what Beja can do. Yeah, and I, I hate to go back to Cole again, but he was talking like you know we didn't have to do everything. Like we were able to yeah, just yeah. survive with that. So the good news I think for the Bears is there are things that they had in the playbook last week in the game plan that they believe Bajan can do well. And which will allow that third key for you to be a success, uh, which is to open it up, go and attack other areas of the field. And it's not like he didn't throw the middle of the field, just the majority are in the, in the, you know, over in the sidelines outside the hashes. And on top of that, he's someone like you watch that game, like, I don't know, his poise in the pocket, his ability to hang in there, mm-hmm. even if it's collapsing to make some of those throws just gives me hope uh, and some confidence uh, that he can hang in there. And as long as the bears, can protect those edges and, and keep that pass rush, you know, slow it down a bit. It's going to allow that to happen. Uh, so I think that's a really good key there, Nick. We're going to take our first time out. Uh, we went through our keys to success on offense. Up next, we're going to flip sides of the ball. We're going to focus on this Bears defense. Uh, but first, we have a couple messages that we want to share with you. And I'm going to begin with a message from Circa Sportsbook. Right now, you look around, you know, that what I love about Circa is they have those tight money line splits that will hold model games. They strive to be at a minus 110 split on Circa Sports, unlike the other sports book where they may use like a minus 115 or a minus 120 split. 
Circuit Sports keeps as little money as possible on those large market bets like futures, golf tournaments, you know, et cetera, uh, especially compared to the other books. They have high app limits. They have a great transparency. They don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit those winning players. So they encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available, compare the lines from each sports book, but they feel like they have... Uh, you know, those those lines that you really want to go after right there. So uh, on top of that, too, Circa has a great uh, customer service. There are real people behind the Circa Sports. Nick, you mentioned this last week on our show uh, that it's always great when you're talking to a real human uh, and they really help in a very good, timely fashion. Unlike other sports books that use chatbots, you're trying to talk to someone and the computer's just not going to get it done. So download the Circa Sports Illinois uh, book right now at circusports.com slash Illinois-app. Uh, again, at circusforce.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, go ahead and be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. But if you or some of you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Look, don't miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and download the Soul Savvy Drops app, you guys. The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news releases raffles and sales in the sneaker world it's your one-stop shop for everything sneakers and look the drop alerts instant notifications clutch there never miss a release again you'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy free raffle management you can keep track of all the raffles that you have that you have and then in the sneakers with the, the raffle tracker and the release calendar which i think is so helpful one accurate release calendar will keep you updated on releases that are always upcoming and whether you're a casual buyer or you're a sneakerhead and i think i'm kind of entering that 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 category of sneakerhead with all the shoes i have in the background but soul savvy is something for you with all three different levels a basic version with free mobile plus or premium and look this saturday october 28th the air jordan 12 cherry it drops this weekend you guys and the drops by soul savvy will notify you when and where it's dropping and so you can download the app and never miss a release and for me one other shoe that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on, and I actually, look, I, I literally have it up right now on the Soul Savvy Drops app, is the Air Jordan 1 High OG Royal Reimagined. Look, they're dropping. This shoe is exclusive to Soul Savvy members, premium and mobile plus. And to celebrate it, which is so cool by, by Drops here, uh, to celebrate Soul Savvy's five-year anniversary, you guys are selling the pairs for the same price they would have been if they dropped in 2018. $160. And if you know if you bought Jordan 1s, you never get that deal anywhere. So that's why it's a prime time deal. And you can get this uh, exclusive offer if you sign up for the Soul Savvy by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash CHGO or head over to the app store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. Again, if you want to get those exclusive sneakers, something that everyone's fighting for, you got to do download the Drops app by Soul Savvy. Show them some love, and you know you'll be showing CHGO some love too if you download it with uh, the way I told you. So do it. You can have a cool background like mine, and you know get the shoes that you want. And we also have a really nifty QR code here on the screen. So if you're watching on like a you know like a TV, a smart device, a computer, you, know, you can take your phone, scan that QR code. And if you're watching this on your phone, I don't know if you know this. I learned maybe like a month or two ago, but you can just take a screenshot. And then just hold on to the QR code in your screenshot, and it actually works uh, right there too. Uh, so that's just a quick way that we don't type the entire link. And Nick, I love that you said 
that you're you're becoming more of a sneaker head as your literal physical head is surrounded by sneakers. That wasn't uh, you know intentionally done or anything, but um, <laughs> yes, it's it's definitely happening. Like they're gonna slowly each week morph in, and then your face <laughs> is already gonna just turn into a, a sneaker. And we'll see GI exactly. on it right into the show. But let's get back to some talk about some Bears football. Bears Chargers. Let's move on to our defensive keys. And Nick, you're going to begin here. What's key number one for you on defense? Yeah, I'm going really specific. This is kind of a throwback for me, but I have attack Trey Pipkins. This is the Chargers right tackle. Last season, you guys, this is a guy that only gave up two sacks through the first, what, six weeks, seven weeks? They're already giving up five. And I don't think every single sack is you can really pinpoint, yeah, that was Pipkins' fault, but he has not been playing his best football. And look, when you play the Chiefs, their defensive front you're going to give up some plays but I think this is going to be an opportunity for a guy like Yannick Ngakwe and just this Bears front that has been playing better as of recently to continue to build off that momentum and for Matt Eberflus now who's calling all the defensive plays to you know find ways to get those one-on-one matchups even more prominent in favor of whoever the defensive lineman is that's going up against a guy like Pipkins but really I think you know, to kind of expand on this one key, this one specific player, the the Bears pass rush too just still needs to find ways to not only win their individual matchups, but be creative in applying pressure. Because if you give a guy like Justin Herbert all day to throw, you know, guys like Keenan Allen, Darius Davis, their rookie wide receiver, uh, Quinn Johnson, their other rookie wide receiver, those guys will eventually Mm -hmm. find ways to get open. But I think really attacking what I think is a weak point right now, how he's playing. I don't think he's a bad player, but right now he just hasn't been playing great in Trey Pipkins. Find ways to exploit that match. If you could do that, you know, it doesn't have to be consistently because that's not what, that's not how football works. You don't consistently win a matchup every single rep or snap, but you can just find ways to affect Justin Herbert, especially on key downs. Man, that can go a long way for this defense, getting off the football field and giving, their offense is their offense a chance to maybe capitalize on the defensive stop. Yeah. The only time it happens consistently every play is when I play you in Madden, right? That is very accurate. So there are there are times where it can be very consistent. It happens right there in Madden. Boom. All right. Let's get into my first key here on defense, which is stingy secondary. Uh credit to the Bears last week. Uh, another difficult matchup with Devontae Adams. And, and by and large, they took care of business. Uh, we circled on this show last week, Jalen Johnson, uh, as a very important player. And man, did he not disappoint. Two picks and that pick six. Now, Tyreek Stevenson uh, also, I think, deserves some praise here, some kudos. He stepped up in coverage against some elite talent, uh, which is very exciting to watch this rookie continue to develop. And since the Commanders game, so we're going to go back a few weeks, but since that game, the Bears have not had a wide receiver or anyone in any skill position gain more than 57 yards receiving on them for a game, which I think is a pretty solid mark here. Really, it was after Mike Evans tore him up. Remember really early on in mm-hmm. the season, Mike Evans just went off. Since that game, they've really kind of started to settle in for the most part. So we need that defensive backfield to remain stingy this week against the Chargers. Keenan Allen, he's averaging about 96 yards per game this season receiving. He has 25 first downs, four touchdowns scored. And of course, if you can find a way to shut down Allen, uh, the rest of this, you know, offense, they're going to struggle with by and large. He is their, their, his like the magic sauce right now for him. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, 
winning the matchups up front can help. But if the Bears can also end the secondary, if they get some of those chances to make plays in the football, because they've been pretty aggressive uh, at, at the catch point, I think there will be more chances for takeaways this week, which, of course, getting a takeaway or two um, from a Chargers team that I believe is plus five, uh, actually in the turnover margin or differential, yeah. it will really help your chances of winning if you can find a way to get a few more of, of those turnovers. It's been something our entire life, right? Defense gets turnovers, offense doesn't, you know, does enough to put up points, but they also don't lose the game. We saw that formula last week. It felt like my childhood uh, watching that game uh, by and large for the most part. And if the Bears want to win this game, I think that formula should probably carry over and turnovers are huge and we need that secondary to remain stingy. Yeah, well, if they can create some turnovers on the Chargers, that would be something that a lot of teams who have played the Chargers so far have not done. I think they're second in the league right now in the least amount of turnovers from, from their own offense. So Bears can do that. They're going to definitely put themselves in a position to not only be competitive in this game, but but win it. Uh, my, I'm also going to talk about the secondary here, Will, but mine is just clean secondary. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is that we saw some penalties from – from from everybody really in the secondary and you saw from Jalen Johnson he got flagged for I think it was a very soft illegal contact uh penalty I think it was on the second defensive drive and then there's a 46 yard pass interference play and even that one was a little you know he got called for it and he knows that he, he could be in a better position Tyreek Stevenson as well got called for something for a PI call so you can't give this Chargers offense more opportunities right we already know they have a bunch of playmakers they have Austin Eckler, who's also basically a receiving threat out of the backfield. When you have guys like Keenan Allen, just a veteran receiver, and then a, a one of the top young quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert, giving these guys more opportunities on offense is a way that you're going to play yourself out of the football game. And we know the Bears secondary is starting – well, it's kind of, it's getting healthier with, at the cornerback position. Can't say the same about the, the safeties right now. And so that's – where also this clean secondary for my second key comes to play because we'll see about Eddie Jackson. I don't know if he's again, we'll see when the injury report comes out, but it, there, there are plays where he's coming out of that game and even against the Raiders early on. So probably going to see what Elijah Hicks, Quindell Johnson, some, some, some version of that as your back end for your safeties. And again, there are a lot of weapons on this chargers offense. So you really need to play clean and not get allow this chargers pass attack, even the running backs to get other opportunities to make you pay for your own mistakes. So clean game from the secondary. The Bears are going to have a chance in this one. I like it. Stay stingy, stay clean secondary, and that'll help the Bears out. Uh, my second key for the Bears defense, contain Eckler, uh, another key player for the Bears this week that need to uh, put a focus on the dual purpose back. He's going to pose a threat to the Bears at that run defense. They have been playing very very well over the last few weeks. Uh, we talked about talked about it last week where uh, it's hard. Like, do you want to, how much stock do you want to put into it right now? Uh, that Bears mm-hmm. run defense. And they continue to not disappoint. Uh, if you look over the last three weeks, they're only giving up 38 yards per game on the ground. 38, not 40. Like, they're sub 40, uh, which is nearly 30 less than any other team. There's so many, like, big gaps right now like with all my stats uh, which is why i put them in today because when i saw like the bears are the best by this much or uh, and all these categories or the chargers are the worst 
by that much, like with their pass defense, like that's really fascinating stuff. But when you look at like the team that the bears have played and now you see Austin Eckler, Eckler's like by far like the most talented running back that we've seen in a while so far this season. And I'm just going to be interested to see how this matchup kind of plays out. He's only played in three uh, games this year, just due to some injuries, but he's averaging 5.1 yards per touch and around hundred yards of offense per game that he's played. Now the chargers, they're going to want him to kind of dent this Bears defense that has been stout. Nick, you already kind of gave you know some props to this Bears front seven. They all need to step up here in this regard. Just don't allow Eckler to kind of go off uh, and give you these big chunk plays down the field, whether it's through the air as a receiver or on the ground. Those kind of like, you know, like knockout blows could be detrimental, I, I think, to the Bears' chances uh, of winning this game. So. Keenan Allen is a huge player. You mentioned all the other playmakers through the air, but you can't forget about Austin Eckler because he is someone that can entirely break a game for you if you just let him go off. No, absolutely. I think the Bears have been so much better at stopping the run because there's a lot of unselfish things happening with these Bears defenders. Like you watched TJ Edwards last week. He had two tackles, you guys, two total tackles, but... I asked Dave Borgonzi, the linebackers coach, like what was the actual like impact that he had in that game? And he said he played a lot better than what the just, if you look basically at the stat sheet, he's taking on blocks. He's allowing Tremaine Edmonds, Jack Sanborn to make tackles. So it's been nice to see that from the Bears defense. I think maybe, you know, continuity there, there, a lot of those guys in the front are, you know, able to be healthy and laughing or I'm reading the chat laughing, um, but they're able to be just be, out there and know how to play off of each other. And that's allowing them mm-hmm. to really just, I think, play more effective, play faster. So credit to the Bears, you know, front. And obviously the secondary players are helping as well. Like Jaquan Brisker, if he's not able to go well, I think that's a big blow to what they're able to do to stop opposing, uh, again, this week's matchup against the Chargers, their, their run attack. But uh, it's been a lot better, and so I need to give them credit there. It kind of goes into my, my third key, which is remain stout versus the run. And because the Bears have been a lot better at it and they just got to continue doing all the things that I've just been saying. And it's going it, to, like I said, if Brisker's not able to go, I know there are some, uh, you know, fans that are maybe upset with Brisker, not, not overly excited from what they've seen, but because he's not making like the big impact plays, the intercepts, fumbles, things like that. But if you watch him and how he plays in the box, like he's a guy that throws his body out there. He takes on blocks. He finishes tackles. He's somebody that if you're not accounting for him, he is going to make a play. But the Bears, they can't allow, you know, Eckler, you know, at the back of running back Jackson to kind of take over, make their impact felt more than it has been in this game, because then that's just another area of this Chargers offense that you have to worry about. And like you put out the stat there, well, they have been very good, the Bears, at stopping opposing teams' rush attacks. So if that continues again, if the Bears are able to play clean in the secondary, able to stay consistent with this this run defense, they're going to be in this game, whether people believe it or not, And even though it's a primetime matchup on the road. So a lot of things got to go right, but do the Bears have the right game plan and personnel to make that all come to fruition on Sunday night? I think there are aspects that they definitely can replicate from a few weeks ago and bring it to the Sunday night matchup. And I love all the love uh, I'm seeing for um, Andrew Billings in the chat. I think that's very well deserved. And the fact that they're bringing it up, uh, everyone in the chat, I think is tremendous. So uh, kudos uh, to everyone there. And Nick, you're rambling through all the keys we put so far. And what that would lead to is my final key, which is get off the field. 
Uh, and I'm going to give this Bears red zone defense some credit for last week. It was better uh, that we have seen so far this season. But still, I would just like the Bears defense to consistently get off the field a, a bit sooner, whether it's forcing a punt, a turnover on downs, or just getting takeaways. Whatever you need to do, just get off the field. The Chargers are only the second team that the Bears have faced that averages at least 24 points per game this season. And I don't know if you know this, Nick, but third down on offense, the Bears were ranked first last week. Well, over the last three weeks, the Bears' third down defense ranks third in the NFL, only mm. allowing conversions on 29.41% of those third downs. For a team that was in the dead last in the league for the first two, three weeks of the season, to be now in the top three by like that kind of, like again, only under 30% conversion rate, I think is huge. And the Chargers, they're just average uh, on third down. They're 19th in the NFL, mm-hmm. under 40%. So if the Bears can prove that, hey, this turnaround on third down, this is for real. We can force stops. That's really going to help the Bears' chances of winning this game. Don't allow them to have easy conversions. Keep up the pressure. Don't get soft on third down this week. The Chargers in the red zone, fifth best red zone offense in terms of conversion, ninth most red zone scoring attempts in the NFL. So they get down there a lot and they score a lot. So just let's just keep them out of the red zone altogether. Let's make our stops on third down and get off the field. Uh, we talked about the Bears offense already in this episode, but I think you and I would both agree that I think the last thing the Bears want is to force this thing to have to be a shootout. And by getting off the field early, that's going to help to keep the game a little bit more low scoring, which should help the Bears, you know, stay in it and have a chance to win it. Yeah, shootout's the last thing I think the Bears would want in this one because, I mean, look, as, as effective as Tyson Bajan was in the game against the Raiders, you look at the opposite side, like Justin Herbert's been doing this for a while. And I know the stigma on him, he hasn't won any big games. It's not, it's not a big game by any means. It's a Sunday night game, but it's against the Bears. But they have more. They have a lot of talented weapons, like we were just talking about it. So, yeah, Bears defense definitely needs to show up again. And credit to Maddie. Like, can we give some credit to Maddie Refluse or people get yes, pissed off please. that I kind of said that? No, they, do they, it. I think he does get need some credit for the defensive turnaround. I know the opponents haven't been great. You're playing some backup quarterbacks, things like that. But whatever he's he's now doing is obviously producing some positive results. The rushing defense last year, well, we know how freaking bad that thing yes. was. And look yes. where it's at now. Look where it's at now. So, it, again, consistency is a big thing in the NFL. If you can be consistent with that, then you're, that's why you're going to be good, you know, competitive week in and week out. But it's a nice little stretch for the defense that the Bears are on. And now this is probably, arguably, this is going to be the toughest quarterback, running back, and wide receiver trio that they have faced mm-hmm. this season. So let's see if that defense can come to play on Sunday night. I think it should go notice that obviously the Bears brought Eberflus in for the vision he had for this team, how it aligned with Ryan Poles' vision, the type of leader that they believe he is, but also like he worked his way through, you know, up the NFL chart and was a really good defensive coordinator. And now we're starting to, he's taken over those duties really more on a full-time basis. And I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, just his demeanor on the sideline. He looks a little bit more locked in and, I know with Matt Nagy uh, and his play calling, I think we all got, I don't know, a little worried uh, about a coach that is going to do some play call duties in addition to head coaching duties because it wasn't Matt's thing. Like it just did not work that way. 
that mat, not this mat. Uh, but now for Eberflus, maybe this is something that by having this that locus of control on defense allows him to be more locked into the game and more mic, you know, focused in instead of just having to think about all of the things. So uh, I do think for him to have to step up and absorb all of this extra, you know, work that he's doing throughout the week and the actual game itself and the results and how they've been trending since he's taken over shows like from a defensive coordinator play caller. I think he has that and it's really been helping the bears. So I'm glad you said it and I'm glad that I was able to you know, use that as a floor to share some of my own thoughts. So thank you, Nick. Keep going, Flus. Do your thing. You're going to tell me to keep going. I'm like, well, I can't. We have to take a break. We have another timeout <laughs> sure. that we have to take. Speaking of head coaching things, right? All right. Timeout. We, we got to get to a couple more breaks here. And uh, on the flip side, we'll give you our X factors and tell you who has the edge uh, in this game. But did you know that with Empire Today, you get to shop at home uh, with convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation and a price match guarantee. Empire is your one-stop flooring shop. They want to provide all of the best and most efficient service. It's not the most the for, uh, it's not the most affordable, but you'll have the best experience working with Empire. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So of course they have copycats, but they just can't beat them on quality service speed. So they have those low quality. Uh, those other people have those low quality products, and they just don't carry those. They have high quality flooring that you want in your home. So, of course, anyone that wants to put flooring in your home, you know, you want to definitely check out Empire's inventory there. They have a virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just take a picture and you'll instantly get to see new floors and how they'll look uh, in your room. You know me. I love technology. That's an amazing tool. Uh, and I and I definitely been checking that one out. And, of course, Empire prides themselves on convenient shop-at-home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use the floors and can see exactly what their new floors will look like in those homes, as I mentioned. So that way you got to make those informed decisions. So right now schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners, you can receive $350 off that discount when you use our promo code CHGO. Restrictions do apply, but see empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, $350 off new floors empiretoday.com slash chgo you know i know when i buy my first house i'm going to be going to empire taking advantage of that awesome deal and having some awesome floors you know for for that first home so you guys definitely need to check it out and you know do that yourselves um also you need to become a diehard for for us here at chgo and as you know we have podcasts and live shows on every team Every single day, post-game shows. You need to check out the the post-game show for the Bulls after their embarrassing lack of effort, first result, first loss of the season at home at the UC. You need to be there at the post-game show. Um, but we also have premium written content for member written content for members at allchgo.com. New and revamped, by the way, by this guy over to I guess it would be my left. Maybe you're right if you're watching. I don't even. I think that's right. But the the site looks great. You can check out all the great content on there. 20% off all events and dope merch for all the teams, free shirt when you become a member. So regardless if you know you're you're a diehard just CHO Bears guy or maybe you want to get a bull shirt, we have it all for you. So you can check that out. Also have the members only Discord. So if you want to be with an awesome community of people who love CHGO and all the content that we have here, all the people, there's a place for you there too. And also, look, we have the X Golf certificate giveaway for, you know, we still have what one 
a couple more tailgates. I can't even remember here. Um, we have a couple tailgates, but um, X Golf. And actually, I know the guy who won the last $200 gift card certificate that we're giving away. He's already going to go and use it. You have an opportunity to get one yourself if you go to the you know, um, tailgates. And also, the X Golf has a bunch of Chicagoland locations. So you can find X Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. So a bunch of great incentives, right, Greg, to become a diehard. Yeah, I definitely wanted to throw in a, a little more information with the tailgate. It is our November 9th, Thursday night football will be our last tailgate. Uh, so you really want to come out for that one. As as Nick mentioned, have an opportunity to win the $200 gift card from X Golf. Uh, all you can eat, Firewater Barbecue. All you can drink, Goose Island beer. We're at the corner of Wabash and Cermak. They've been a hit every single week. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of fans out there. Uh, hanging out, throwing bags. Uh, the the food's been amazing. So shout out to the Chicago Bears Tailgating Club uh, for hosting us this year, and and we have our own little section within the lot. Um, you know, and I and I will say this much: we've got some big things planned, being that it's the last one. So stay tuned for announcements. That's what they call a teaser in the business. <laughs> and then I also want to add in that this Sunday, uh, Sunday night, we're going to be live at Fireplace Inn in Chicago. So if you want to come for a pre and post live pre and post game show, we're going to be hanging out and watching the game along with fans as well. Come out to fireplace in, in old town in Chicago, Illinois. Appreciate awesome it, Greg. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Really exciting times to be a bears fan. See show. We just make it more fun to be a fan of yep. all your favorite teams, including our beloved bears. All right, let's get back to it, Nick. We got to do our X Factor of the Week. It's already week eight. Blows my mind, but I'll go ahead. I believe, I don't know if it's built like last time, but I have my notes that you're you're supposed to go first here, Nick. So, Nick, you're up first for your X Factor. Yeah, and my X Factor is the same one as last week, and that's maybe boring, but it's okay. It's Getsy's game plan, you guys, and we saw what it did last week, right? Um, even though I think we have people like arguing in the chat, what can Tyson Bajan not do? What can he do? <laughs> Look, he executed the game plan. That's perfectly fine. I had no issue with how they did, you know, what they constructed for an undrafted division two quarterback in his first career start. Perfect. It worked. But now this, this game plan, how's it going to be, how are you going to build off of what our Bajan strengths, but then add in things that also are, the chargers weaknesses i think like i said it's the middle of the field so i think we need to see a little bit of both here will in this in this game plan on sunday night but my x factor is is gets his overall game plan and how it allows Beijing to execute it to the best of his ability so that's my x factor for this week all right circling the game plan i like it makes a lot of sense I'm going to stay with offense i feel like the x factor is on that side of the ball this week but i believe it's dj moore uh, he has the NFL's third most receiving touchdowns this season with five, uh, the fifth most receiving yards in the NFL at 636, averaging 15.9 yards per catch. Nick, you want some uh, a fun fact slash, slash a trivia question for you here today? Ooh, let's do it. All right. There are only two wide receivers in the NFL that have 40 or more catches and average higher than 15.6 yards per catch. DJ Moore is one of them. Who's the only other receiver that qualifies for this? The first person that popped up was Tyreek Hill. Damn, you're good. Tyreek okay. Hill. Let's go. So I mean, every awesome. time I see Tua throwing, Will, it's like some deep pass. So it's right. like, okay, it's got to be him. 
But hey, if DJ Moore and Tyreek Hill are the only two players in this category in the, in the NFL, I think that's tremendous for Ryan Poles uh, and the Chicago Bears to just show you what kind of player uh, that you have here in Chicago. Again, only two players in the NFL, 40 or more catches, averaging more than 15.6 yards per catch. DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, and we have one of those guys on our team in Chicago, a wide receiver. I know, it's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, but the Chargers, uh, when you look at them, they've allowed four 100-yard receivers so far this season and one 200-yard receiver this season. Hey, wait a minute. Who is that receiver? Well, that's Tyreek Hill. Doesn't <laughs> DJ Moore also have a 200-yard game receiving already this season? So maybe we're in line for that. That would be nuts uh, on Sunday night. But for but for real, DJ Moore, his ability to just break apart this defense, whether it's the deep shots, whether it's just making plays after the catch, the Bears' ability to give him the football because you know that the Chargers are going to want to take it away, I think are all very important. So I'm going to say DJ Moore uh, is my X factor here for the week. Really? Well, you went above and beyond, and you always do. But like bringing in those stats, making the comparisons, the 200-yard games, love it. So Let's see. DJ Morgan have a big, big night on Sunday night. We saw what the last time he played in prime time, he had a big night. So see what he can do for Tyson Bajan against Chargers. Give us more. Give us more. <laughs> All right. Let's find out who has the edge. We've given you keys. We've talked about really, you know, both sides of the ball for both teams in this game already. But which side has the edge? And Nick, you're going to start us off. Bears passing attack with Bajan game two. First, that Chargers pass defense that statistically ranks really low through the air, but also they generate a lot of pressure. Yeah, this I mean, this is honestly tough, Will. I'm curious to see how you would even do this one. Um, so I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this to the Chargers, and I know that there's a bunch of holes in the middle of the defense, and you know, obviously the Bears are very effective in, in their game against the Raiders, but look, I think Brandon Staley, this Chargers defense is way too talented to be playing the way that they are. And this is an opportunity for them to right their wrongs like they did last week against Kansas City and make those adjustments. So I'm going to give this one to the Chargers, Will, and uh, say that the the Chargers just have the advantage in the overall passing game and have the advantage over the Bears offense. Yeah, I know you said how I would have done it. I just kind of wiped the sweat off my brow and thanked the Lord that I didn't have that one this week because <laughs> I was, I could, I could see that one really uh, on both sides. Like it's almost like a, a coin flip for me. It, it's all going to come down to the Bears' offensive line ability to allow your X factor, Luke Gessie's game plan, to be executed. Uh, and it's all like a trickle down effect. I think it goes game plan but the offensive line has to allow it. And then the playmakers mm -hmm. need to step up uh, in those moments. And can they absolutely, will this pass rush become a huge enough problem that it can derail it? It definitely can too. Uh, last week we were very concerned uh, about Crosby and I know he got in the backfield, made some plays, but it wasn't to the degree that we were worried about potentially happening. So if the bears can do that again, even though this front is much more talented across the board, it's not just one guy then yes, I think the Bears could have the edge, but I would probably go Chargers uh, just like you. But I have a little bit easier, I thought. Bears rush attack versus that Chargers run defense, and I'm going to go Bears here. Uh, again, Chargers are top 10 run defense statistically, um, but nobody in the NFL is running the ball like the Chicago Bears right now. They're just doing so at an elite level, over 170 yards per game. There was a time last year, and I know Justin was a big part of it, uh, but they were averaging like over 200 yards a game. Uh, for a stretch on the ground. So 
when you look at last year, now you start to see it happening again right now this season. You just know, like, this is like the offensive line's like identity uh, in a way. They take pride uh, in their ability to push back the defensive front, create rushing lanes, push the running backs for additional yards down the field. Like, you can tell, like, this is what they like to do. They, they like to go out there and bully mm-hmm. people, uh, which I am not going to complain. Uh, so, again, ninth ranked run defense, but they also face the ninth fewest carries in the NFL. Coincidence? Maybe. Uh, so let's see what happens when they go up against a team uh, like the Bears. I feel like the Chargers are not going to – they haven't played a team that can run the ball like the Chicago Bears have. Plus, I mentioned Rojo back. Foreman's on a roll. Evans has been helping out in some good spot situations yeah. too. Uh, and the Bears all season, even with injuries at the running back position, is still a very deep group. And they even brought back Evans to make it even uh, deeper. Uh, so for me, the Bears have the edge here in the ground game on offense. Flipping sides of the ball to over to uh, the Bears defense. Let's go with the Bears run defense first at Chargers rushing attack with Austin Eckler uh, and Kelly. And, and Nick, this one's yours. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm really going to be curious on the health status of Austin Eckler because he did have a he had a different ankle injury against the Chiefs than the ankle injury that kept him out a couple of games earlier in the mm. season. So I'm wondering how his status is going to be, and you know, injury reports will come out and. You know, regardless of what it eventually the status ends up being, he's not going to be 100%. Nobody at this point really is going to be 100%. But I think the Bears, just what they've been doing defensively, they're going to be able to hold their own in stopping this Chargers rushing attack, even if it was a fully good-to-go, you know, Austin Eckler. It would be nice if he could do something. I'm on my fantasy team. But forget about that. I think the Bears have the they're, – they're playing the right game right now for that defensive front. Like I said, TJ Edwards is playing a lot of unselfish football, and it's showing in how his teammates are capitalizing on him taking on blocks and allowing some of the other guys to maybe get more productive numbers on the stat sheet. But I really like how they're playing, so I'm going to give this one to the Bears. All right. Wow, look at this. It's two to one. How's it going to pan out? How's it gonna I end? have the Chargers pass attack versus that Bears pass defense. And this is another – these are all, I, I think, challenging uh, in their own right. Uh, the Bears, they've been playing much better as of late. Uh, you know, I shared all those stats about the Bears passing uh, defense earlier in the show. But at the same time, the Bears haven't seen a quarterback like this since Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. earlier this season. Like, we haven't had a quarterback of Justin Herbert's caliber. And I know Herbert hasn't been putting up boggling numbers. I think he's somewhere in the middle of the pack right now. But he's played well, and he's still a very talented quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to the Chargers. I think the Herbert-Allen duo and their potential and what they've been able to do so far this season, averaging almost 100 yards per game, uh, that one-two punch they got going on over there, is enough of a threat uh, to have me concerned uh, as the Bears right now. Mm-hmm. So I would love to give it to the Bears. Um, I'm going to give this one to the Charger, which puts it at a almost like a dead heat here, two and two, which shows us like it's a close game, uh, and the Bears have the, themselves a chance, but it's really going to come down to how well they execute. Absolutely. I think, you know... <sighs> The Chargers, again, they like we said earlier, they're two, what, two and four in the season, and they've been in a lot of close games, but there's reasons why they're two and four. Like we're we're debating over here, like which team should really have the edge. But I, I think it's gonna be a really good matchup on Sunday night, Will. Me too. Let's play some over under here real quick. Uh it's a Sunday night game, so the lines are not as bountiful as maybe some of the earlier games. Um, uh, but Let's go with uh, Tyson Bajant. They actually gave him a passing line here. Uh, a couple of them. Over under 0.5 touchdowns thrown. 
Did you give him one? I'd give him one. You don't think the Bears are going to be able to move themselves into, you know, potential scoring? I think think he gets one. Now, this line, 201.5 passing yards for Tyson Bajan. What would Mm. you do there? I wouldn't touch that one personally, Will, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. Fair. I would I would probably take the under. All right. Uh, and then for Justin Herbert, his line for passing yards is uh, 267 and a half. What would you take? Over, under? It's still, I mean, it's still high. Um, I'd take the over on that one if I had to choose. What about Austin Eckler on the ground? Over, under 49.5 yards? Man, I... I'm going under. I'm going under on that. What about uh, Deontay Foreman over under 45.5? I'll take the over on Deontay Foreman. I like how he runs the ball. But Roshan Johnson will be back, though, Will. So I wonder how that factors into you know, him, Darrington Evans. Right. Like they have a little bit more in the backfield. And then we have DJ Moore over under 58.5. Let's go the over. You talked about you talked me into all the number one wide receivers that went off on this Chargers defense. Let's go over. What about the Bears holding these number one wide receivers, though? Keenan Allen, 84.5, over, under. Mm. I take the under. I'll take the under on that one, actually. All right. Well, I think we have one more timeout in our pockets, and so we're going to utilize it. So that way, on the flip side, uh, we're going to go ahead and give you our predictions. Bold predictions, who we believe would be the MVB, and, of course, Who's going to win this game? But first, I want you to know about FOCO, who have the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, literally everything in between. I love the, the bibs. They have Chicago Bears bibs that you can get to wear for our tailgate over on the ninth. You can get some awesome Chicago Bears sunglasses. You have those friendship bracelets. Literally anything you want. They're smacking Bears logos, uh, really the entire NFL. But Bears logos right on that merch, and you should definitely go pick it up. I mean, you're going to look like the part over at our tailgate if you just shop uh, over at foco.com. And, of course, this is a remote show, but if we were live uh, at our studio, you would see some set decorations that they donated to us. Uh, So definitely go show them some love in return. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below that's here on YouTube and your podcast player of choice for all non-presale items. Use our promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's FOCO.com, promo code CHGO, and that unlocks you 10% off all non-presale items. Go check out FOCO, you guys, and you got to check out Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram and let me ask you first, are you in the market for a new vehicle? And if you are, then you have we have some great news for you because Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and Fox Lake, as you know, they've joined the CHO team at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Ram Power Days at Ram CDJR only in Fox Lake, you'll be able to secure 0% financing or 17% off new Ram models. But that's not all. Now through October 31st, so you still have some time, explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of limited time seven-year anniversary savings. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram because they're the only team that we recommend here at CHGO. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. 
All right, Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano. It's the CHO Bears podcast. It's Friday. It is our game preview episode, and we're down to the predictions. And we're going to start off with a bang because it's going to be the Bears bold predictions. And I am curious, Nick, how extreme should I go? I have three I tiers mean, here. Wow, three tiers. Um, should we work? Let's work our way up. Work away right. up to the yeah, let's do it. So the bottom tier is back to back multi interceptions games for this Bears defense. So they'll get at least two picks in this game. That's the bottom rung. And then we have yeah. I and the t- honestly these two. You can tell me which one's more extreme between my last two because I I don't know. Uh, so that I'm happy you just said work your way up. What about a three touchdown passing game for Bajan? Is that extreme? We're getting into bold? the extreme extreme bold category for sure. Yes. And then the other one is back-to-back hat tricks for Deontay Foreman, another three touchdown game for 21. I would say so I would say that one is probably actually I don't know. Is that more <laughs> bold than a Tyson They're very they're bold and that's exactly what what we want out of this segment. But yeah, that's a debate for which one's bolder. I couldn't tell you. That's why I just put them in the list and I wanted you to help me figure it out, but it's okay. I, that means I did a hell of a job. Uh, if we would literally take minutes uh, to debate, which is a bolder prediction. So what do you have? And do you have anything that's going to top mine? No. So I have two. I'm, so I'm glad we're thinking along those lines, getting some, some options here, but I had Bajan completes his first 10 passes to start off this game. And it's looking again, don't I don't know how exactly it happens, but he starts off the game hot, ten for ten. You're gonna see the graphics all over, you know, Sunday Night Football broadcasts. What happens afterwards? Don't know. But that was the first bowl prediction. The second one, I had some rookies scoring some touchdowns in this game. Well, first we're gonna see Tyler Scott get his first touchdown of his rookie career, and then Roshan Johnson coming back. He hasn't he hasn't gotten into the end zone, you guys, since Week One against Green Bay Packers. Let's get him into the end zone as well. The rookie score, and well, I guess we're going to give the effort. What, what is it, a winning effort? Is it a losing effort? But those are my two bold predictions. We'll find out in like three minutes. Uh, let's do our MVB picks here. I'm going defense. I'm going Jalen Johnson. Uh, he is coming off a really hot game, and I'm just going to kind of ride the hot hand here. Now that he has some of those turnovers and he has that pick six. And this is something that has eluded him um, his entire career so far. Really, really good cover corner. Just hasn't been able to get the impact play, the interception or the touchdown. But now he has a taste of it. And I have a hunch. No one Jalen Johnson like I do. Like I know his confidence. It's like a 10 out of 10. It doesn't matter. It's always going to be a 10 out of 10 when it comes to Jalen Johnson. But I feel like now it's like an 11 out of 10 or like a 12 out of 10. Like he's like, oh, okay, now we're going to start playing. And he wants that, he wants that contract. He's won that money. So now it's really time to continue to step up. So I think he's going to help us shut down Keenan Allen. I I know Allen goes into the slot. Calder Gordon can definitely be someone you highlight here too. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, who knows? It could be all three to stop Allen. But I feel like Jalen Johnson, who has been just decimating receivers, not allowing any easy completions for the majority of this season. I think he's going to prove worthy uh, of an MVP designation uh, at the end of this one. What about you, Nick? I like it. Well, I'm sticking with the defense too for my MVP, and I'm going with Tremaine Edmonds. And I think a lot of the plays in this game are going to be where Edmonds and really Edwards are going to be at 
because you see with Justin Herbert, um, you know, according to pro pro football focus right now, um, 57 of 76 passes that he's attempted in just in the middle of the field, he's got a lot of yardage in that, that majority or in that section, 652 yards, thrown four touchdowns. And a lot of those targets guys have gone to Keenan Allen. So you say he likes to work from the slot. He definitely does um, from zero to 10 yards. Like that's where Keenan Allen has caught 26 of his 46 receptions on the season. So I think for a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, you have him to worry about Keenan Allen, whether he's making an in-breaking cut or, you know, going towards the sideline, got to have that sideline to sideline range. We talked about Austin Eckler, regardless of his stats, mm-hmm. still got to worry about him. So there's going to be a lot of plays that I think Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a part of. It's how he executes them. But I think he's going to be on the better side of that. And that's why I have him as my MVP. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Let's find out who's going to win this game. I have Bears 24, Chargers 21. Again, I'm sipping on that Kool-Aid here a, a little bit. Uh, they The Bears over the last three weeks or so, they've turned things around in multiple key categories. That's true for the offense and the defense. And as long as they kind of stay along this track, I think they're going to be right in this game. Sprinkle in some of that Cole Komet complimentary football. And I think that equals a win here on Sunday night. Their first time winning back-to-back again since 20. 20- 21 i should not like just thinking about back-to-back wins like like i can't help but not smile like my (laughs) face wants to smile and it's sad that that's where the bar is at but we can't determine the bar the bears can determine the bar in their future they can't go back and change the past but they can go here in our future get this win and just like we said you know move on from that one nip it in the bud and so we don't have to talk about a team that hasn't won back-to-back in almost two years I, i love it will um so Earlier today, my dad, yeah, I saw my dad and he's like, I told him, hey, I have a prediction for Sunday. You're probably not going to like it. He's like, Nick, the Bears are winning. I'm like, well, dad, I have him losing this game. I have him losing actually 27-24. But I was close to being on that same track as you, Will. Just looking at, again, this Chargers team, it does, it's, it's got some flaws for sure. There's a reason why they're two and four. They just have a lot of talent. I just think that they're going to make the proper corrections and – it's going to show like that talent actually flourish in this game on Sunday night and the bright lights, even though like I saw in the chat here as well, there's going to be a lot, I, there's going to be more bears fans at this game than they're going to be Chargers fans. And you know, <laughs> yes. they can make their impact felt for sure. But I think when you look at it, you know, I'm going to take Justin Herbert over Tyson Bajan. No duh. I'm going to take the defensive playmakers they have over the ones that the bears have, but the bears have been doing some good things on defense. I liked how they played offensively last week. But in this scenario that I played out in my head, Chargers 20, 27, Bears 24, one and one under Tyson Bage. I mean, I think, you know, for an undrafted Division II guy, I think you'll definitely take that. But uh, I have the Bears losing this one. Boo. No, it's no. okay. I get it. No, I get it. Like, uh, I think Adam said it in his newsletter. Uh, and you can definitely get the whole newsletter if you sign up and become a diehard, by the way, right in your inbox, too. You don't even have to go looking for it. It comes and finds you. But it's uh, what did he exactly say? He said, like, the Bears need to prove it to him first, pretty much, uh, before mm-hmm. like he can actually pick them to win as much as he would love to pick them to win. Sure. So, like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, show me. Show me you can do this before we before I put that expectation on you. And that's something that, as you know, I typically operate with as well, but 
It's the sipping of the Kool-Aid. Even if I'm not chugging the thing, even just the smallest sips gets me rosy-eyed. We're looking things with a good optimistic <laughs> lens, but this is a game they can win. I hope they execute. I hope they can do it. I think the NFL in prime time would love nothing, nothing more than the Tyson Bajant going out there, winning a game on the road in LA. I, I feel like it's such a like Hollywood kind of story thing anyway. And they were talking up Bajant so much after last Sunday night football, like in the broadcast room, like as they're preparing for the Bears game. And they're like, up oh, next mm-hmm. we have, you know, Tyson Bajant maybe will be starting for the Bears for that second week. And I can tell that NBC really loves that storyline. And so I think the storyline is going to finish here on Sunday night with the Bears victory, and they can really just you know hit that one home th- throughout the entirety of the broadcast. Yeah, I'll, I will gladly be wrong. I, I Tyson I Bates is an awesome dude. Um, actually, Herb Howard and I, we were kind of talking to him just yesterday really quick in the locker room, and obviously he's got all the tats, and we just wanted to know, like, what's the story behind all of them? A lot had to do with, like, family. Like, there's a – I think he has, like a, like, a ship and, like, a sailor type of thing. His grandpa was into that. He's got a quote, like one of the last things his grandpa said. He actually got a tattoo of eyes on his bicep. It's his mom's eyes. So a lot of everything, the artwork that's going on, there, there's there's reason for it. And, you know, I mean, that's just how, you know, that's how Tyson is. So I'm sure that story is going to be hit on how he does the CrossFit, ex, you know, CrossFit workouts and building bench pressing logs and stuff like, like Rocky or something. So I, <laughs> look, it's going to be played up and I'm glad it is. He deserves a you know, the attention, hopefully he goes out and has a good game on Sunday night. Awesome. I'm happy he just didn't pick his tats out of a catalog. Like that one looks good and put it on me like third purpose, Uh, which is great. I appreciate you sharing that sentiment. Uh, I think that's a good, like peek behind the curtain for all of our listeners here at the end of the show. Uh, A little bit of like a, of a present for sticking with us for an hour and about Mm -hmm. nine minutes here. All right, real quickly, confidence meters. I'm just going to give you my number. I don't need to go into it, but 5.3 is where I'm at uh, overall. I think the bears, or maybe I put five, four, whatever I put five and a half. How about that? Uh, I'm going to raise it up as we go throughout this show. But regardless, like I'm just over a five. I can see this game going, as we said, both ways. It really depends on execution. And hopefully they're just watching the show because we gave them literally the recipe, Nick, the entire recipe. Yeah, the recipes there, the keys are there. Uh, I went 4.5 on mine. So just a reverse order of you will. Oh, that's and- cool. Yeah, yeah. So I just saw yours. And I'm like, all right, 4.5 it is. And again, we, we already rehashed everything. That's why I don't have the Bears winning, but that's where I'm at in my confidence. All right. Well, I, I'm just going to call this an episode. I don't think we need to put a bow or anything on this one. I thought we did a great job. We have this super chat, though. That would be a great <laughs> way to send this off from Moriano's mustache booger. Uh, you want to read it since it's your mustache's booger speaking to you? Yeah, it looks like that was definitely just put on there. But uh, you think if JF played last game, there would have actually there would have actually any difference that Raiders team didn't show up to play with all those missed tackles and let the Bears run all over them rooting for Bajan this week regardless yeah I mean look that was the thing that Cole Komet was saying too that he felt like that they were kind of jet lagged the the Raiders and you know after he kept gashing some runs on them they just did not want any part of what the Bears were doing on the ground and I'm sure you know the game plan was a game plan for for Tyson those are his strengths, but I wonder how different that game plan would have been with Justin Fields as quarterback. But yeah, the Bears, they put themselves in a position to win that game with the played and how they're running the football too. Awesome stuff. Thanks for the super chat, by the way, mustache booger. Uh, we appreciate it, but that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank everyone here 
you're tuned in live, you're listening to the podcast throughout your weekend, preparing for this game. I hope that you're able to take all this information that Nick and I threw your way for the past hour. Uh, and it really helps your game day experience watching the Chicago Bears team. Let's hope that uh, we have a win here that we get to discuss. Again, we're going to have a live pregame and postgame show over at uh, BetRags. You want to come up, make sure everyone gets the details correctly, because I don't yeah, want to watch this. No, that's good. It's the fireplace in in Old Town, Chicago, Illinois. So just uh, Google up the directions. Uh, we'll be there for the pre- – we'll have a pre- live pregame show and a live postgame show, and and we'll the gang will all be there. Uh, Nick, obviously on the road will, you know, will be doing his thing in Indy, but are in Bloomington, I should say, getting ready for, uh, college basketball season where we become mortal enemies. Uh, (laughs) but we'll be, we'll be at fireplace in for the pre and post game show and watching the game along with all you fans. So make sure you come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Might even be a giveaway or two. Uh, so, and $5 goose Island beer hugs all night long. That's the other aspect of it too. So make sure you come by and I'll give you a big old bear hug. See, again, CHGO, we just make your fan experience so much more fun. So definitely come hang out with the guys uh, on Sunday for this game. Uh, That's going to do it for us here today. Uh, Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy it. And we'll see you on Sunday night. But until then, bear down, Chicago. (laughs) 